We pick up our story in Genesis 44:16. Joseph has framed his brothers. He has secretly placed his silver chalice in Benjamin's grain sack, then arranged to have it discovered. The brothers have been returned to Egypt, where Joseph accuses Benjamin of stealing his cup. It is Judah who steps out and defends the brothers. Rather than being thieves or spies, Judah tells Joseph, We are your servants. All of us, including the man you have accused of stealing your cup, are your servants. Joseph's response creates a terrible dilemma for the brothers. He says, I will only punish the person who stole the cup. The rest of you can go on your merry way back to your home and to your father. Then Judah delivers one of the more remarkable speeches you will read in the whole Bible. He admits that he is addressing one of the most powerful men in the world, one who has the power of life and death over him and his brothers. But he shows real courage. He says to Joseph, First, you are the one who set us up. You created this whole mess. You manipulated out of us the information about our father and youngest brother. You are the one who made us bring him here. Our father is an old man. He had two sons by his favorite wife. His one son is dead, and the second one we brought with us on this trip. By the way, Judah does not admit his own role in making Benjamin the only surviving brother. He continues, if we do not return with the youngest brother, it will kill our father. Then Judah makes an astonishing proposal. Let me stay in place of the youngest brother. Let him return with my brothers, and I will be your permanent slave. By doing this, I will save my father's life. This is amazing, especially considering what a slug Judah has been. His sins are many and outrageous. He confesses to killing Joseph, not realizing Joseph is standing right in front of him. He has done terrible things, but now he is willing to sacrifice his life for Benjamin and for Jacob. He is willing to die for a father who favors other children more than him. He is willing to die for a brother who has been favored over him. This is a high level of sacrificial love and commitment. It is quite Christ-like in an age before Christ. We need to observe here that Jacob is a man who is the repeated recipient of love he does not deserve. As a youth, he is a schemer and conniver. It's what his name means. He earns the hatred of his older brother. He then proceeds to love Joseph more than the other brothers and is the recipient of Joseph's love at this time. Now, in the greatest example of all, Judah is willing to lay down his life for his father a father who favored other children over himself. When you and I come to Christ, we are like Jacob and Judah. We fall under the banner of God's great love, and especially His grace, love we do not deserve. If we are honest, that is what we want from God, and God generously bestows His love upon us. The impact of all this on Joseph is predictable. He is overwhelmed with emotion. Whatever grief and bitterness he might have been experiencing is swept away by Judah's speech. He is ready to be reconciled to his brothers. And now finally, we come to one of the most dramatic moments in the Bible and in all of literature. 